We need merch oh. because this is going to hurt would be one of my shirts. Uh-oh <laughs> would be one of my shirts. Yeah. Um, this is going to be bad. Uh, I had a question breath. to open up with you guys, but... I can, uh... I would like to open up with you. Oh. Oh, oh my. Oh? Don't take that any That's kind of way. I'm taking that every kind of I way. I just meant, as a person, I would have a heart-to-heart -heart with him. I would open up with him. Okay. Sure. Don't make it weird. I think you already no. did. Yeah, you, you made it all <laughs> I said what I said. You interpreted it the way you, that you did. That's true. Maybe it's on us. It is on you. Mm. Mm -mm. What's your Love question? That. How the tables have turned. Um... Well, I was going to ask you guys one I heard on TikTok today, but then I didn't think it was very funny, so I was going to try to look up some other ones. But now, I don't have any other ones, because I didn't have time to do that. So, if one person in your life had to be had to be a porn star, would you rather it be your mom or your child? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather your mom be a porn star, or your future daughter be a porn star? Uh, here's the thing. I'll start. <laughs> Dylan's like, my mom is a porn star. Oh, no. I was fine with not thinking that. But here's the thing. My daughter, yeah. because she will be alive longer probably, so she yeah. can take care of me longer with that money. That's true. That's that's a good way of yeah. looking at it that I didn't think of. I'm yeah. sure she would take care of her parents. I'm all for the financial game for her selling herself. <laughs> Josh, what about you? Oh, dear God, dude. I don't <laughs> fucking know. Neither. Did you I'm say gonna... neither? Hey, real quick. Did you say your child or your daughter? <laughs> no, the second time I said daughter to be more specific, okay. but I guess it because could just be child. I did default to daughter, and that should show Sabrina. Like, she thinks I'm kidding. Like, if we were to have a kid, I would want a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, I'm now selling her. <laughs> I honestly, I'm gonna go with mom because uh -oh. that just means I grew up with porn star money. I grew up rich. <laughs> like, you grew up with fucking problems. <laughs> honestly, uh, but and like plus two, dude. Like, go look at any fucking porn video ever. There's always at least one comment where somebody's like, "Oh, I bet your dad's real fucking proud," which is a stupid comment, but it does happen. So, like, if it's my child, I'm the butt end of every fucking joke involving that human being. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the butt end of the joke. <laughs> I just want the money. But, yeah, if it's your mom, that means you grow up with porn Dude, star money. Only fans? You can make a ton of money now. Dude, Dude imagine how way. many kids are about to grow up with porn star money. Yeah. That's I'm... unreal. Uh, not kids, though. Not kids. Yeah. You would just have one if you had one. No, no, that's not. That's. Not I don't. I, mean. I didn't hear the rest it's, of it, so I don't okay. know. Hey, how are you doing, Austin? So I'm just. I. Oh, Josh never answered. No, he didn't. I'm taking this in 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 a sort of like a. Um. How, how, how do I want to? What the most monetary value for your family is. Uh, no, n not that. <laughs> okay. M more, uh, 
more of a like okay so does is this happening like now like it is like am i am i just now finding out that my mom was a porn star like like she just started no you doing know it the whole thing? you've known all growing up that your mom was a porn star. <laughs> oh, okay then yeah that's easy it's my mom yeah by, by a mile <laughs> But I, I mean, straight up, like because uh, again, yeah. if my mom's been a porn star, like Austin said, more than likely I've grown up very wealthy. Yeah, you're good, dude. I'm you ain't worried about shit. That if it's here and now, the age of porn growing up wasn't exactly lavish from where we're from. That's my. Oh, thing. that's we a good point. Star I didn't think about that. Good yeah. money. Not porn star uh, money wasn't good money in the in the eighties uh, and nineties. Unless 90s. your mom is Jenna Jameson. That's true. I don't think it went well. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, well, that, that depends, right? Because technically, like, wh- when are you considering, like, when we grew up, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, like, <laughs> if, if we're talking teenagers, Hold on. still in the er- in the early kind of, like, 2000s, it was... Uh, we're about was to get... A... This, is, this is so bad. Okay. See, for me, it's probably fine, because no, I'm late 90s. We're going to make this so much worse. We're oh, so Jesus. Let's be realistic here. Okay. Uh-huh. We're thinking of... We're thinking of our own mothers in this regard. I mean, not specifically. Okay. Can we honestly, all three of us collectively say that appearance-wise, they would have made it in the industry? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're, if we're going, like, super realistic... <laughs> Yeah, you're. I mean, it's probably the, it's probably it's my probably mom's gotta fine, be the but daughter. I don't know about yours. I don't know if this is fucked up to say, but my mom would have one hundred percent made it. Oh no! <laughs> no, in like the late nineties, so my bad. mom was like the like. This is not good. Uh, she she was like a she was like a poor Dolly Parton, and that's the best oh way I have to describe that. God, that is the best uh, reference that I can come up with. <laughs> So, yes, considering the fact that especially oh, in the no. mid to late 90s, porn was dominated no, by blonde Austin, pair Austin, of Austin, women. Austin, this is what you've done now, you motherfucker. You talk about your mother a lot, and I've never once had an image of her in my head, dude. But now all I will ever see is fucking off-brand Dolly Parton in my head. I mean, if I sent you a picture, you would no, immediately no. get it. no. I think I should do that. Everything was do fine. It, do I don't it. know enough do about it, your family, it, it. dude. It's fine. <laughs> I barely right remember now. what Kayla and Madison look like. I don't need <laughs> more than that. I don't. I'm gonna see if she has any pictures. However, from if you back do have pets, I don't have any of those. Wait, why? Do, well, oh, yeah, have you have kids. kids. That's fine. Yeah, it counts. You just. I, I mean, you just can't leave why, them in a cage. You, are you ever going to make that step into having a pet for them? Um, never. When I live somewhere that allows me to. That is also true. That's the only thing stopping me from. I mean, if that wasn't the case, I would have my cat. Oh, definitely. I would never get a dog, though. Yeah, why? You gotta always have dogs. Because dogs require so much more work and so much more time than cats do. You're not wrong, but also they love you more. I mean, that's true, but like, I don't need it to do that. I don't. I, 
I can do that. I don't need well, it to do that. Austin, you, you might be able to do that. Yeah, but no, you can't, Austin. Don't listen, lie Listen, I'm yourself. a small guy, but a 9 millimeter gets the same job done in all hands, big dog. Here, here's what I think. I don't know when I'm going out in this life, but I have three dogs that I know good and well that if I go out soon, they got my girlfriend, or fiance, sorry, oops. <laughs> sorry, oops. They got her, no problem. <laughs> then that's great. I love that. That is. Yeah. So go ahead and get three more. No. Awesome. Commit nope. to it, because then I have. Because look, then I have to I walk them. I have to train them. You have kids, I have to teach them. Yeah, but they listen better than an ant. Well, that's not true. Well, the good news is, that's if they listen well, true. they can walk them for you. Your your other one's almost out of diapers, right? Dogs can go to obedience school. You can't send a child to obedience school. That's literally what school is, Austin. School is I mean, yeah, school. I guess military school. You know how often I was threatened with that. <laughs> Same. I was like, bitch, you ain't gonna follow through. I was like, well, so what? A vacation? We don't have the money for you to send me to a military yeah, school. I wasn't dumb. You can barely afford to give me a sandwich for lunch. <laughs> My mom used to threaten that shit all the time. She was like, I'm gonna send. Because what's that? Uh, there's a big one in Lawrenceville. Oh. Uh, not that fuck. we live close. No, not even remotely. Um, <laughs> but, oh, fuck. It's like ROT. No, that's something else. That's the stupid military thing that they do, right? Yes. ROTC, yeah. Yeah, dude. God damn it. ROTC kids are the fucking worst. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's one. There was one by my house. Uh, how did we get here? I don't know. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? No, genuinely, how did we get here? Because we started talking about our moms being porn stars, and then we oh, got here. Oh, yeah. Forgot about <laughs> that. Well, now you remember. You're welcome. I did. Yep. You're so welcome. I'm glad that I could do that for you. And intro music. Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Pop. We have a show for you today. Don't know if it's good, don't know if it's bad. Don't know if it's even quite a show. But we have something. Um, yeah, that's right. We are going to go over the news. Because that's what we do. That is what we do here. We go over the news... And we jerk each other off. That's what we do. Nothing? Okay. I laughed. No, did you? I did. Did you, though? I did. I don't believe you. You're right, I didn't. I'm doing that thing that ADHD kids do where I'm looking at a wall for like five minutes and I'm hearing everything, but I can't move. Where you dissociate? Yes. Is that what it's called? That's what I call it is when I disassociate, yes. I was here, but I couldn't break out of it. <laughs> Maybe just quit doing that. Yeah, God. It's actually one of my so favorite easy. things to do. Like, existing with nothing happening? It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Is that a thing that happens? What? Maybe it's PTSD. Where, where you just exist and nothing happens? I don't... I've never experienced this, so... I, don't know. I was just kind of... I, it's like I was here, but I wasn't. 
You know what I mean? Mm. I was translucent. Translucent. Yeah. Transmogrified. What is that from? That it is doesn't matter. From Harry Potter. Is it? Trans that sounds right. Why would you lie to me? Him of all people. Dylan hey, lie. Hey, hey. <laughs> anyway. If anyone is the gaslighter here, yeah. it is definitely Dylan. Great. Um anyway. I am, of course, your host, the one and uh, singular Bebop man, Josh McMullen. And I am joined, as almost always, by my two co-hosts, Dylan Mask of Majora Martin and Austin Princess of Twilight Stevens. What are you stupid bastards doing wow. today? Oh, wow. Being accosted by my friends. Just came right out of the gate with it, too, man. I mean, I try to do what I do. What a toxic workplace. I know. You guys should probably take it up with HR. Oh, wait. I thought that was Austin. I think it is me. No, I am HR. I don't know, man. I am HR. I remember CEO. Jeff turning over Austin's the rails. HR. No, I'm CEO, CTO. God damn it. Somehow it feels like that's where you belong. Somehow you should shut your mouth. That is the worst, most... I don't know how we can go further as friends after that, because that is the last thing that I want He's do. like, that's the most you've ever hurt me with yep. your words. Yep. I think that you'll be okay. Yeah, I have a daughter to fall back on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. Uh, how are you stupid fucks doing? We're, again, I thought this was over. Damn, I thought we uh, made it successfully past that part. No, no we yeah, definitely did not. What was the first one? I forgot. Um, I don't know. I, something okay. awful. It was yeah. truly something. awful. I'm good. It's great. I'm good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're good. Austin, I could care less. No, I'm just kidding. No. I kid no. because no, I I'm care. Fine. I kid because I care. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, speaking of being fine, um, I watched Mission Impossible. Is that new? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is it really it is... just called Mission Impossible? No, no. I, I watched the one from 1996. Oh, because I saw there was another one coming out. Yes, uh, Dead Reckoning. Oh, uh, that'll be okay. out in June. I think, actually, they're already starting screenings. Uh, I could be wrong, but I heard that that's the case. Actually, real quick side story. Uh, I had someone ask me um, literally last night, hey, do you want to go to The Flash with me on you know blah, blah, blah day? And I said, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Ticket was free and everything, and I said, "Nope, <laughs> I do not want to see that fucking garbage, man." I, and I love Michael Keaton. I just, I, there's no way in hell you hey, catch me watching that fucking movie. That's gonna be the best movie of the year. Uh, I was gonna have some hard competition. Yeah, I don't know we'll if see. I've seen a movie this year. 
Uh, probably not. You know, n just knowing you. <laughs> He's not wrong. Don't try to He's argue. Not. I'm not. Like, I'm trying to think of the last movie I saw in theaters, and it was after everything, everywhere, all at once, but I don't remember what it was. Spider-Man? Uh, no, was that was 2021. Before that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Doctor Strange. Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot that we yeah. had to be subjected to that. Yeah, I think that was the last one, though. And it was real torture. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't that bad. No, it was pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, what it worked. What after yeah. Doctor Strange? Worse movies. Uh, yeah. Uh, Somehow Thor, worse. Love and Thunder, which was ass. Still the best one from last year, though. Of the Marvel movies? Any of any Marvel thing that released last year, I still Absolutely think Absolutely fucking not. Doctor best. Strange is better than no. Love and Thunder. Dude, that movie fucking blows dick. Doctor Strange was worse. No, sir. The CGI of Doctor Strange looked like it was from 2004. And so did the fucking CGI in Thor! It looks stupid. Dude, the, the, only, the only thing that I will give you is that... Chris Hemsworth was in there. <laughs> like, I, the comedy was maybe better, but like, I don't know, man. Visually, everything about Doctor Strange looked better. The fucking story was better. Mm -hmm. Just, I, I just thought Thor, Thor was fun. Like, it was a fun ride. I was able to turn my brain off and just look at handsome, chiseled men fighting monsters for two hours. See, I was, I was fucking bored out of my goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I that's how I felt with Doctor Strange. I felt like the plot just didn't make any fucking sense and I just wasn't into it. I mean, I guess fair enough. Uh well, I don't I don't know. I don't know if I think Doctor Strange was worse or if I think Black Panther 2 was worse. Oh no, Black Panther 2 was awesome. Are you crazy? I didn't like it at all. Of course you didn't. I was not God. down for it. Why do you not like good things, Austin? I don't know, man. Uh, I'm terrible, I guess. Yeah, that sounds right. All right, anyway, fucking Mission Impossible. Uh, <laughs> I watched the shit on the plane ride down to Miami. Uh, so this was like weeks ago at this point. But uh, yeah. I watched it, and it was the first time I've watched it since probably, I was like, I don't know, 10, maybe 11? I don't know. It, it's, it had been a pretty long time. Um, and uh, it fucking totally holds up, man. Like, it's uh, basically just three, arguably four set pieces kind of strung together by, like, a, uh, a relatively coherent story. But, like, those sequences are absolutely, like, just draw-droppingly awesome. Like, the fucking... Pretty much every sequence in the, in the movie is something that I still think is, like, great action cinema. Like, the opening is really good, and then that breaking into Langley, uh, you know, the CIA, like, that stuff was very good. Um... The whole end piece on the train was really good. Like, I I really enjoyed every second that I spent with it. Like, you know, very, very good stuff. Um, 
I don't think I really have many problems with it, uh, other than maybe that, like, it hasn't particularly aged well with some of the stuff. Like, Kayla pointed out to me that, like, um, there was, like, a sexualization of of one of the, the female characters that I, I just, I kind of, like, had never saw, seen before. And there was one sequence in particular that wasn't necessarily hard to watch, because, you know, I've watched some fucking wild ass shit before but um it it just i don't know like given today's climate you know maybe like manhandling women the way that uh that um one of the characters was kind of treated is not the greatest um but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I had a really goddamn good time with it. It was a lot of fun. Um, really fucking liked... Uh, really fucking liked it, yeah. Good stuff. Fuck yeah, dude. I've never seen any of those. Really? Oh, well, you, you probably one. should. Have you ever I seen a, like a Bond film? Uh, actually, no. I don't think I've ever watched a James Bond movie. Wow, man. Not one time. That's crazy, dude. I'm a, I'm a Bond guy. I love that shit. Maybe one day. I doubt it. You're right. It's a reasonable thing to do. I was having a crisis right there because I was trying to figure out what the last movie I even watched was, and I cannot think of it for the life of me. Damn. Like, well, I don't think it was uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. I think I watched something after that. Well, that was in December, so... Like, last movie you've watched in general, or last time you've been to a theater? Oh, Jesus Christ. I, and like you said, that was in December, and I know I watched um, The Barbarian at some point, yeah. but I don't know when that was. Oh, and I watched uh, sometime it. in like June. Yeah, what was the other one with Harry Styles? Oh, uh, Don't yeah, don't or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, I think that might have been the last movie I. No, no, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I am almost finished with The Office. <laughs> hey. Hey. And I'm not even going to lie. Like, I'll be straight up. I am... I say this probably once a year, but I know that I have that shit ending soon. And knowing me, I'll wait like a week and then restart it. But I'm starting to watch uh, Naruto Shippuden again, too. Like, I don't know why. That shit is all over my TikTok. I have no idea why. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but it's making me really want to rewatch the shit because I played so many of the games, and yeah. I see it all over my TikTok now that it's like I might as well watch it and truly like get the story finally. So I'm doing that casually. I'm further than I have been, so that's cool. But I haven't like. It's nothing to brag about. If you I, want a filler I, uh, a filler list so you know what episodes to skip, I've got one. Yep. Go ahead and do that, <laughs> because I will be. I will not be watching filler shit. I can promise you that. No, and Naruto is literally thirty three percent all filler. Yeah, yeah. So it's terrible. Oh, I heard it's even further than that. I've heard it was like forty forty five percent put together, probably. But I know Naruto Shippuden specifically is thirty three percent filler. That's so much, dude. Yeah, if you don't care to send me that, because I really. I'm going to keep watching it because I like it and fucking I think TikTok gaslights me into believing I like it more than I do but that's okay it probably does I'm pretty sure 
two entire seasons of Shippuden are just straight filler. Yep, so I want to skip that. Um, but then I was thinking, like, the next movie that I want to see, and it's not something I'm going to theaters for, but I think, um, doesn't the Mario movie come to Peacock this month or something? Uh, it's, uh it's probably. A, you can you can buy it right now on Amazon. Nope. Yeah, Dylan doesn't buy movies. Nope. Come on, Austin. You can rent it right now on Amazon. Nope. <laughs> nope. But it's fucking it's a five dollar price difference. You might as well just fucking buy that shit. Or wait. Yeah, or just do that. I will yeah, it'll be it'll be on something eventually. Sure. And you know what? I am actually excited because I saw the last season of Better Call Saul got added to Netflix, so I can finally finish that too. Oh, nice! Hell yeah! yeah. Hell yeah! I need we'll to see how that wraps up. Stuff. Maybe. 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 We'll see. It's a terrible time for me because there's so many fucking games on the horizon. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I mean, yes, but no, right? Because the only ones that are on the horizon are going to be like high double-digit, if not triple-digit oh. hour games. Yeah. Speaking of of that real quick, I was going ahead and I was... So that I could be on the ball about it, I was going ahead and checking my... Um, uh, the games for... The rest of the year, or basically July, August, and September, to see what I can add to the tournament list. And I currently have nine games, and that was me kind of scrounging for shit. Damn. So yeah, and when? Between between like being released in July, August, or September. Gotcha. That's still a lot of games, though. Yeah, especially I, with and, Tears of the Kingdom and Final Fantasy. Yeah, I'm assuming Street Fighter. Uh, Street Fighter's in June, actually. Yeah. Oh fuck. Damn. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it uh, is currently in the tournament, losing to Final Fantasy. So you know, hey. there's that. And we, or no, I'm sorry, it's losing to Zelda. It was actually winning against Zelda at some point, which I was like. Okay. I'm glad you said right. that because it's time for me to go vote. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, Austin, tell me about yeah. Shameless because you've been watching that. Shameless, yeah. Uh, me and Madison started rewatching Shameless because, kind of like Dylan, that is all I see on TikTok now is just Shameless clips, and I was like, man, I really fucking love this show. And then I started watching it again, and I was like, wait, no, I don't. I, like, I hate everybody here, but then I'm like, oh, you're supposed to. They're all shitty people. Yeah. Everyone in this fucking show is just so horrible. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, it, and it just gets significantly worse. I stopped, I, I don't know, have you two ever watched Shameless, Josh, I'm assuming? I've I've watched a decent amount of it. There was a there was a season where I eventually was like I can't fucking take any more of this. Yeah, I got to. I remember the first time we watched it. I got I got up until Debbie had a baby, and I just could not watch that shit anymore. Watching her just actively choose to be the most horrible fucking parent she could have chosen to be in every possible situation. I was like I can't do this. But it's it's a good show. It's funny. It's really fucked up. But it's it's I don't know. I don't know why it it's doing what it's doing for me. But it's just kind of 
Like if I'm coming home and I don't have anything else to watch, I just fucking put on Shameless while I play my Switch and I'm just going back and forth. Uh, it's a hard show to recommend to people because I oh. I think this show is so fucking problematic, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, the R word episode alone, I I can't, like I I have to skip that episode. I can't sit there. I can't hear that word that many fucking times in a row and not be angry about it. Um, so I usually just have to skip that whole episode entirely every time we try to go back and rewatch the shit. Um, but it's an extremely fucking problematic show. But if you can get through all that, it's it's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, it uh, it definitely has its moments, man. Uh, but I, it, like you said, it is hard to, very hard to recommend. Yeah, lots of lots of weird age gaps and relationships too. That just yeah, like. Like, Ian figuring out he was gay with, like, a mid-40-year-old, like, convenience store manager wasn't really probably the best <laughs> approach you could have taken for that character. Yeah. But, hey, you know, you do you, I guess. I think I... Re- I you said the baby thing, and I think I remembered what it was that, that turned me off so bad. There's a... If I'm remembering this correctly, it might be a different show. But there's a, there's a sequence where they leave the baby at, like, a party or something, and the baby, like fucking ends up doing coke no that was their uh that was their little brother oh that's what it was their little brother had accidentally gotten into fiona's coke and like snorted and like got a whole bunch of it like in his fucking system and she ended up being arrested and like it was like a whole thing and she couldn't this is and like the writing in the show kind of kills me sometimes because we actually just watched that episode like yesterday or the day before and, like, the whole fucking time, Fiona's like, I don't understand why everybody in this house is so mad at me. Jesus Christ, you just gave a nine-year-old fucking coke. What, like... Yeah. I don't... <laughs> yep. She's like, I, I, you guys are the problem. What? What the fuck? What are you talking about? <laughs> every character in the show is written to just be a complete piece of shit in almost every occurrence that they possibly can be. But that's yeah. also kind of the whole point. Um... It's also really interesting. the The neighborhood that this show takes place in is where Madison's dad grew up. Oh, interesting. And he was like, "Yeah, no, it's really that fucking bad. It is genuinely that terrible." Because like he watched a couple episodes when we were still living there. Because I remember we were watching it in the living room, and he watched a couple episodes with us, which is really fucking weird because of how many times people fuck in this show. I swear to God, there's a dick every other episode. But, um, <clears throat> no, he was like, yeah, no, it's, Southside is genuinely that fucking terrible. He was like, I'd see kids in high school get fucking stabbed over nothing. It's genuinely a war zone. You, it, it is a full fight for survival. Oh, boy, that's fucking wild. Crazy. Um, yeah, okay, well, uh, with that said, um... I watched uh, a little movie called After Sun. Um, this is uh, a little indie movie uh, that came out last year. Uh, Paul Mescal, who's the, uh, I, I would say, lead of the movie, um, was actually nominated for Best Actor um, at the Oscars. And uh, I, I also watched this on the plane, and I've kind of been wanting to talk about it for a while um 
this movie is probably one of the most quietly devastating movies I've ever watched in my entire life. Um, it is so under, like, uh, understated in, like, everything that it is trying to say and do. And, like, I was just enthralled with it the entire time I was watching it. Uh, but basically the premise is that um, there's a uh, guy, a young, youngish guy who is on vacation with his daughter and it is kind of following them around uh, while they're on this vacation. And um, yeah, it ends up being um, kind of a... I don't, I don't want to give too much away, but it, it ends up being kind of a meditation on kind of like m memory and uh, in many, many ways is kind of a uh, look at how you kind of like not only how our like memories like kind of like fail us, but also kind of like how you can never really know how someone is feeling type type situation um and it was like i said quietly devastating I, I was crying on the fucking plane watching it um absolutely killer performance by uh by uh fucking i forget his name paul pascal no paul mescal damn oh <laughs> uh, that's what i get for not paying fucking attention um uh, but yeah, just really, really fucking great stuff. Uh, if, if, if you can get a chance to, to take a look at it, I, I would highly recommend that. Fucking loved it. Hell yeah. All right. Dylan, you don't have anything else, do you? Uh, nope. Nope. Okay, cool. Um, the new season of Demon Slayer started. Uh, Swordsmith Village Arc. Uh, I think it's the technical third season, kind of technically fourth season. Uh, if you count the five episode little... Ugh, fuck, I don't even know what to call that. They basically just took the movie in between season one and two and made it its own like five, six episode thing on streaming services. So, I don't know, you might count that as two. But, uh, really fucking good. Uh, I feel like I say that every time I talk about a new season of Demon Slayer. The animation just... It really does, every fucking season, just get better and fucking better. This show is an absolute treat to fucking watch. Um, but this is the part of Demon Slayer that starts to, at least story-wise, starts to get a little nonsensical and, and kind of just kind of dumb. Um, basically, the whole premise of this point in the story is after the last battle that the main character, Tanjiro, had to go through... His sword broke, so he's got to go to the secret village of Swordsmith that all the Demon Slayers get their swords from. Um, your Demon Slayers are typically not allowed to know where this village is or how many people are there or anything about it. So they have to be blindfolded and their ears covered, uh, taken to it. It's just, it's, it's one of the biggest secrets of the Demon Slayer Corps because if they lose that village, then they have nobody to make the swords that can kill the demons. Um... But at, at this point in the story, uh, he encounters a couple more upper ranks, some bullshit happens, and they eventually uh, realize that certain demon slayers, when put under 
like high tense life or death situations, they'll develop a mark on their face. And the mark is essentially just like, I, I don't know, I don't really know how to describe it. It, it. it basically, it's like a transformation. It just makes them faster and stronger for an extended period of time. Um, but the issue with these marks is every Demon Slayer in history that has ever manifested this mark has always died within seven years of it manifesting. That's so odd. Um, and it's really, without spoiling the ending, it's not going to come into play because for 90% of the characters that manifest it, the whole seven years thing doesn't really fucking matter. Most of them don't live another seven fucking weeks. Um, but the... I and like the more that comes out of Demon Slayer like yeah it's a beautiful fucking anime it looks great but like if it wasn't animated by Ufotable I feel like a lot of people wouldn't know what this show is or really give a fuck about it um I was really hooked on I really liked the story up until this point it just kind of starts to go downhill so it kind of kind of kills my watching experience mostly because I know what's about to happen so I'm not super as invested as I typically would be um, but it, I don't know. It, it's, it, the third season has been incredible visually, but if you're looking for the story to get any better, it is not going to happen here. Um, also, I feel like a lot of people don't realize this. Uh, Demon Slayer is very close to ending. Uh, the manga's already finished. There's only one more arc in between what's happening now and the final confrontation. Um, so I think they might pump maybe two more seasons out of this, but it's, the anime's coming to a close faster than I thought it would. I definitely thought they would take a little bit more time with this than what they're doing, but it's getting there. It's creeping ever closer to the end. I need to get to it. <clears throat> you should. It's great. I, I really think the animation of that show is fucking absolutely astounding it's beautiful it's fucking mesmerizing it's one of the best i i think that out of all of the new generation of shonen it is absolutely the best animated mm, damn that's i mean that's pretty high praise it's great but, yeah i need i need to get to it for sure you should um it's available literally everywhere. I'm pretty sure it's on every streaming service except Netflix. No, I think it is on Netflix. You're right. Actually, yeah, I think season one is on Netflix. It's so fucking weird. It's yeah. always weird to me when the same show is available in like eight separate places. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That is a little weird. Like you would think a lot, especially with something as... I guess popular as as Demon Slayer is for anime watchers, like you would think that there would be some kind of contract in place stating like, hey, you can only put it on this app or it can only go to this service. Like, you wouldn't think that they'd be allowed to just put it on five separate services because that would kind of I feel like would be a selling point. Yeah, but, I don't know. Well, People also don't really care about anime as much as anything else, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. Uh, I don't know, um, but yeah, that is something I need to get to, for sure. Um, something that uh, everyone in our audience uh, should uh, get to is uh, 
little movie called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I mm. uh, went and saw this. Um, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, but uh, yeah. I fucking loved this movie. Um, it is, I already told you guys, I th- it's my favorite MCU movie. Damn. Like, I absolutely fucking love the shit out of it. Um, everything about it fucking worked for me. Thematically, it all tied together. It was all really nice and, like, well written. Um, from a sort of, like, uh, like, filmmaking standpoint, like, it looks better than, like, literally every other Marvel movie except for maybe, like, Guardians 1 and 2 because, like, you know, those movies look, you know, spectacular. Um, the acting in there was, like, absolutely top-notch. I Everyone was on their A-game. There's one scene in particular that, like, uh, you know, say what you will about Chris Pratt, but, like, I genuinely felt the kind of, like, emotion that he was trying to display really, really deeply. Like, I, I thought he did a, a fucking terrific job. Um, I, I, I genuinely don't know what to say about it that I, I wouldn't consider, like, a spoiler. So, um... I'm just, I'm just going to leave it at it's an amazing movie that is I think easily the best thing that Marvel has put out in a very 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 long time um, and if you get the chance to see it I really cannot recommend it enough hell yeah dude I want to get th- to it <clears throat> I think every single person who has told me to see it has said that it's been their favorite um if not their favorite Marvel movie, definitely their favorite Guardian movie. Um, and they said that it was like emotionally devastating, which scares me a little bit. Um, but when it comes on Disney Plus, dude, I'm ready because this is probably going to be <laughs> maybe that's the next movie I watch. Um, but I'm excited at least. Yeah, especially if it's an emotional it'll it'll be worth your fucking time. I promise. Hell yeah, we're gonna try to go see it soon. We've been talking about it. When did it come out? Uh, yeah, two weeks ago. Two Two weeks weeks ago. I think it'll be its third week this Friday. Got you. No, something like that. Cool. Well, Austin, uh, what is Oshinoko? (sighs) Icky. That's what it is. Uh-oh. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know. It's hard it, It's hard to describe what made me so uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> so, essentially, Oshinoko is um, at least the... They did this very weird. Uh, the first episode was an hour and a half long and debuted like a month before the rest of the series did. Um, I know the re- some more of the series is out. I haven't kept watching because I... I I, I was in so much shock after that first episode. I was like, nah, I'm going to come back, but I need like a week. I need a few days before I try to watch that shit again. Um, it essentially opens up um, in like this rural, small, like farming town uh, in Japan. And you meet this doctor who has a young patient. He's overseeing a terminally ill child. 
um, this child is a huge, huge, huge fan of a Japanese po uh, teen pop idol uh, named Ai. Huge fan. It's like her favorite thing in the world. And the doctor kind of like learned about it to try to better connect with this patient. And then like he ends up having like a big thing for this idol. And it, it was something that they were able to bond over. And like it was kind of cute and like a kind of kind of teetered into like a weird kind of way not not sexually but it was just it was a weird dynamic it was weird and um the child eventually dies you're really selling me on this no no no, no. <laughs> i know i said that super weird but it's just his fascination over this teen idol was weird not his relationship okay. with the said okay. dead child gotcha understood um the child then dies and he's kind of up he's pretty torn up about it but he's like you know it's it's my job it's a patient like I'm, I'm gonna lose patience it's just something that that happens in this field um but he still retains his his uh love and affection for this pop idol well eventually that same pop idol happens to be a patient in his hospital uh she's try she came to this rural town to try to hide the fact that she is pregnant she's pregnant and expecting twins and a big thing for Japanese teen idols is if you get pregnant, your career is fucking over. They want nothing to do with you at that point um, for so many reasons. One, because you, it, to the eyes of the public, you've kind of quote unquote lost your innocence by doing the act that creates children. Um, and then there's also like the weird male fan base who, 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 simp over these people I, and I that's I know that's a stupid way to say that but like that's the best word that I can think of like they they obsess over these idols and these idols become their entire lives and their whole personality um, but then like when they find out that that you've had a child they you, it, they feel like like it, it's they they react almost like you've cheated on them or, or you've genuinely hurt them like they get angry they send death threats they fucking say really horrible shit about you online. And she was so scared of that. She didn't want anybody to know. Um, well, eventually somebody does find out. Uh, it turns out she has a stalker and the stalker manages to figure out who her doctor is and then kill the doctor. And like, that was already a weird twist. I was like, oh damn, she got somebody that's been posted up waiting on her. And, um, uh, sorry, August just like burst into the fucking room and I was really confused for a second. Uh, but the stalker he ends said, up... said, I heard you talking about this, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> the stalker ends up finding the doctor like outside of the hospital and pushes him over a cliff and kills him. And that, like, that was <laughs> weird and tragic and I was like, damn, bro. But then it gets weirder because that same doctor and the terminally ill little girl are both reincarnated as this pop star's fucking twins. <laughs> but they could, like, they have their memories of their past life. They have their memories. They have their cognitive functions. Like, they can talk with each other. And, like, they don't want to let other people know that they're, they're as smart as they are. But, like, this, like, this, their mom is the person that they've obsessed over. Like, it's great. They love it. They're having a good time. They're, they're learning about this industry but then it like they're also learning that it's a pretty fucking dark place that a teen girl shouldn't fucking be a part of and they're learning all these horrible things their mom has to go through and then that same stalker <laughs> shows up at this bitch's front door and just stabs her through the door in front of her kids 
in front of in it. front of the boy. The girl is like locked in a room because he realized what's happening. He's like, I don't want you to see mom like this. And then she's like hugging him and she's like gushing in blood. There's blood spraying all over the fucking room and she's dying. And it's it, the whole time I'm sitting here and I'm watching this woman bleed out. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What just happened the last hour and a half? Uh, eventually, time skips a little bit. Uh, these two people grow up. They still have their memories of their past lives. Uh, the little girl decides she wants to follow in her mom's footsteps. She wants to be a teen idol. Meanwhile, the boy decides that he, when he gets older, he starts to put pieces together. And he was like, wait a minute. There's only one person that would know that my mom was at that hospital that night in the first place. There was only one other person who would know that she was pregnant and would have been able to give the stalker that information. And so he essentially decides to go on a quest to hunt down the person that got his mom killed or this teen idol or however the fuck he feels about her. Because I, I don't know if that's his mom or if he wants to pipe her. I can't really fucking tell. Uh -huh. And that's the weird part. But, um, yeah, there was, there was a, would watch. there was a whole weird scene of, uh, of the mom and she was like, oh, it's time to nurse. But the boy was like, nah, like it's too weird. Like I'm, I feel like I'm still an adult. Like I'm not going to do that. But then the little girl was like all about it. And I'm like, okay, now they just made this so fucking weird. That whole scene was uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, I went from being really uncomfortable to being a kind of sobbing mess. Cause I, as weird as this movie made me that, that death scene was really well fucking animated and really tragic. Um, like the idea of her holding her son and like talking about all these things while she's bleeding out is very tragic. Um, I'm going to keep watching cause I, I, I feel like I'm too invested in this now. I have to see where it's going to go. Um, really interesting premise. And the animation is fucking 12 out of 10. The animation, the whole fucking movie was phenomenal. And it was some of the best animation I've seen in a really long time. If you ever want to know why I can't get into anime, just listen to that. That's why. Well, that's not that bad. <laughs> no. It could get worse. <laughs> it's not that bad, he said. It could get worse. That's like a, fuck, what's it called? There's a whole genre of anime about reincarnation. And That's I don't remember fine. what the title of it is. But That time I was reincarnated as a slime? That is one of them, yeah. Okay. That was definitely one of them. Huh? Nothing. It's a real show. It's a shitty show, but it's a real show. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, remind me to never watch those. Ever. <laughs> it's a great time. Uh, okay, well, you know what else is a great time? Talking about the news! That's right, that's what we're doing here. So, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's get into it. Uh, Dylan. What's up, girl? You brought to my attention earlier today, uh, something. So, this is the most pressing news story, obviously. Um, okay. But you brought something to my attention, and it has Yo. to be, uh has to be immediately addressed okay uh it's called dead by daylight meets nick cage hell yeah um how fucking rad is this first of all what the actual fuck <laughs> but second of all hells to the yeah 
I cannot fucking wait for this shit. I am going to play so much Nick Cage. It's not even fucking funny. Dude, I thought it was a joke, man. I was scrolling through TikTok, and then all of a sudden, this guy reacts to... Or he said something like, you're never going to believe what Dead by Daylight just announced. And I'm like, okay. Like, what are they going to show me? It's fucking going to be, you know, Jason's coming or something. You know, I was just expecting some troll TikTok. And then all of a sudden, I hear Nick Cage's voice. And I'm like, what? And then he pops up on the screen. And I'm like, this is a joke, right? And then I go uh, to where all credible sources should be found at Reddit. And I found the fucking announcement video. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's no way. Why is he coming, dude? Oh, <laughs> uh, no I love one it. knows. I, dude, I'm, seriously, what a collab! I'm so excited, like unnecessarily excited, to be honest with you. It's gonna be fun, dude. I don't know why he's here, but I hope he's the killer. I am almost positive that he's going to be, but I kind of wish that he was a survivor, just because <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Dude, I would do that too. Is there? We don't have another celebrity uh, survivor, right? Uh, no, probably the closest that we have oh, is, is Ash. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking uh, Ash from Evil Dead, but yeah, you're right. That one too. Steven, Steven, Nancy, uh, Neve, and Stancy. So uh, yeah. Can't forget that's, about Bill. Cannot forget about Bill. What does this uh, yeah, open the no. door for, though, for them? I'm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I, cause, cause I'm still, I'm still just kind of baffled by it. I don't know, I don't know what the fuck is. Can I call the next one? I'm gonna call the next one. You ready? Okay, let's right. hear it. Keanu what Reeves. You got? Keanu Reeves. Yep. You think so? I really. They're gonna do. put John Wick in the game. I think it's gonna be Keanu Wick. I don't know what it's gonna be, but he's coming. <laughs> I'm excited. Like this just yeah. opens the door for all these great actors that everyone just loves. Yeah, no, for real. Yo. It's, it's a legitimate uh thing. Do you know who would be a terrifying killer in the game? I always get his name wrong. Let me make sure I get it. Yeah, I was right. Michael Mando. Michael Mando. Yeah, the, the guy that does that? Vaz from uh Far Cry three oh. or Nacho. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Is he Nacho? I don't know if he's not sure, but, um, yeah, dude, he could play a scary ass killer. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fucking cool, man. Yeah. Um, I want to double down on both of those. That's gonna happen. I'm interested for sure to see to see what exactly this means because, uh, like, I'm just I'm just a little. I don't know. Uh, I'm. That's that's the thing. If he's not the killer, he's the survivor. So who's the killer? Well, yeah. So there is that for sure. Uh, that's an interesting. That's I don't know. Kind of uh, crazy. Has he ever been? Is it going to be the Declaration of Independence chasing us around? Right. <laughs> yeah. I. I don't know, man. I, and uh, I'm I'm really weirded out by like. The fact that it's just, I mean, maybe maybe they're going to announce something because it was just like the teaser or whatever, and they were like more details coming in June. But I'm I'm a little interested to find out kind of like how they intend to like like do this in the future. Like, is he playing himself or is he a character? Right. Yeah. 
And if he's a character, then, like, things make sense to me. But, like, if he is just <laughs> Nick Cage, is he licensing himself oh, out? Oh, I love like, that. He's, oh, man. I don't know. It's interesting. Here's final, final, final Nick Cage theory. Here's what it is. Okay. He's going to be the killer. We think it's going to be Nick Cage, but in actuality, this is setting him up to be the in-game killer of Ghost Rider, and this is Marvel partnering with Behavior, saying, oh "Here's the killer." Oh my god! <laughs> Can oh. you fucking? Oh, oh man. my god! I would love to see him as a Ghost Rider in the game. That'd be so wild. Oh shit! Just having a guy with like a flaming skull riding around after you, and that can take his chain and grab you with it. Are you kidding? Mm. That would be intense, man. Dude, that'd that's be so fucking big wild. brain ideas. Marvel, I'm giving you shit right now. This is twice today. It's a Disney. Twice. I'm just making you fucking money. I'm a money making machine, Disney. I got the brilliant ideas. Got the, got them brilliant Nick fucking Cage. ideas. That, you know that Nick Cage so hot right now. Bring him back, Ghost Rider. Let's do it. Fucking bring his yep. ass back. We got Blade coming. Let's get fucking Nick Cage's Ghost Rider back. Hell yeah, let's fucking do it. Why not? Why not? Uh, anyway, re I guess real news time. Uh, that was the real big news. That, well, it was real news for, for, for half of several it. of us. <laughs> um, Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, King, whatever you want to call that fucking whole thing. The acquisition was blocked by... Oh, well, initially it was by the CMA, but... Um, I think the EU approved it or something like that. And then uh, the U.S. came back and said, nope, can't be done. And uh, uh, the CMA, they, uh, I think, backtracked a little bit, right? If I'm not mistaken. Is um, that the Country Music Awards? Yeah. Yeah. Country I Music hate Awards. it because every time I hear CMA, that's what I think. Yeah. So, I don't know what the I've fuck it stands for. But they... Uh, they if I'm not mistaken, they ended up going back on it because Microsoft made some concessions. And the, and the big thing that they uh, were, I guess, upset about to begin with was the idea of cloud gaming. And that's why everything was blocked. Um, I don't know. What are, your, what are you guys' who, thoughts on this? Cause who I'm not, just approved it? Uh, the CMA, which is, I, I believe, the British governing body. Oh, shit. I didn't know that one. Yeah, I, I mean, I could be wrong. What's this but... fucking acronym? Microsoft Act Mabka? Really? Mabka, make America. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> nope. Um, I'm Googling necessities right now. Okay. EU approves Microsoft. That was two days ago. I knew about the EU. Uh, UK CMA says that EU is wrong to approve. Oh, shit. Wait, how long ago was that? So who is the CMA? Is this going to be my fucking history lesson? Yep. What is that? Maybe. That's uh, not right. Yeah, like I said, I think they're the British... I'm glad. Governing agency okay. or something like that. Because I could be wrong. I got a French shipping container company. 
Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's it. <laughs> I mean, it might be, you know. <laughs> Could be. What did, I just typed in CMA stands by Activision Blizzard decision to spite European Commission. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. That's crazy. I do want to know what that stands for, though. I know I'm f hyper fixating on that, but it bothers me that I don't know what that could possibly stand for. Other than Country Music Awards, obviously. And the fact that it's English, too. Just what does CMA stand for? And it's going to give me... God damn it. Certified management accountant. That's not <laughs> what I needed. That's also what I got when I typed it up. Consolidated metropolitan area. That's not it either, dude. This is not the part of the... This is not me learning. I'm sorry. I'm fucking... I just want to know what it stands for so I can know who it is that these people are. <laughs> I know you said the English thing, but it's like, why can't I find who they are? Yeah, and and to be honest with you, I might have the the details mixed up. I might I, I might have, you know, fucked around and no, because I see you're very much. I mean, maybe in terms of if they've approved it or not. The U.S. shot it down though again. Competition and markets part. authority. There we go. Competition and market authority. Holy shit. That do be a. That makes sense, though. So they're what is it? What is, what are they compared to our FDA then? Uh, uh is FDA? no, FTC maybe. FTC, sorry. That's the, tr yeah, okay. So they're the ones that are fucking holding it up in the in the UK then. Yeah. And then it's our side saying the cloud gaming's a factor. So what's 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 the argument for the cloud gaming? I don't understand. Uh, so it's my understanding that they're saying that uh, Microsoft will have an undue advantage to be able to push people to their platform because of Game Pass or something like that. Or I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but like they're basically they're saying that what will happen if they buy Activision Blizzard or whatever is that they will have a uh, unfair advantage in the cloud gaming market. I don't know how exactly they got to that position. Yeah, I'm but... trying to make the link from point A to point B. Yeah, because yeah. to me it doesn't Microsoft make any thing? sense. Like what's... Yeah, I don't get that. That's so weird to me because... It, it... I truly don't know enough about this to speak authoritatively on it, so I'm just going to get that out of the way now. But if that's the pr what's holding back the acquisition, why does that make sense? Because if cloud gaming is a Microsoft thing, wouldn't they have that regardless of whether they bought the company or not? Uh, you would think so. So why does them buying Activision Blizzard, a fucking game developing, you know, super parent company, have anything to do with cloud gaming? Is it something to do with, like, no, that wouldn't even make sense either. I have no fucking clue why that would hold them back. Yeah. That's I'm crazy. A little bit unsure, to be and honest And it was us that shot them down for that? The U.S.? Uh, yeah, everybody but the EU, what if I'm the not mistaken. Fuck? How stupid is that? Yeah. Just get this shit over with, dude. I want it, like, let's go. Yeah, it's been, like, what, two years something. we've been talking about this? Yeah. 
Microsoft just needs to promise not to touch Square Enix. That's what we know Sony's scared about. We know. Yeah, we know. We know what you're worried They about won't Sony. say it, but we know. So. Sony yeah, fucks it's, everything uh, up. It's, they really do, don't they? they? They're the ones holding back fucking crossplay and shit as much as everyone else. It's true. Come on. Play nice. You, they had this whole thing about, you know, if you want to share games, this is all you got to do. Fucking hold, hold, hold to that. Let's go back to 09 or whenever that was. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Fuck give you, us, Mi- give uh, us what oops. we want. I about said, fuck you, Microsoft. That's not it. They sponsor us. Give Josh an activation key. Give please, please do it. Yeah, <laughs> I can use it. Um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I just. Uh, I'm very interested to kind of. Uh, I guess know. Um. What the next course of action is? I know that they, you know, they said that they're going to appeal it, and uh, like I said, in the either the CMA or the EU, I don't remember exactly which it was. They um, they ended up uh, like actively uh, saying that like um, the concessions that Microsoft was willing to make were enough. So it if. They're saying that, but then, like, you know, the EU and and the U.S. or whatever uh, aren't, uh, like, what are what are our next steps? What do we got to do from here in order to make this get through? Not that I necessarily wanted to get through because I think that it could be potentially, uh, you know, bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, what do we got to what do we got to do? That's just wild to me. I'm still hyper fixated on the fact that it's fucking the cloud-based gaming that's holding it back and not, let's say, Call of Duty being on Game Pass or specific to... And I know they've promised not to do, like, you know, keep it on Xbox for, what, a 10-year deal or something? Yeah, something like that. But I'm so flabbergasted that it's not something like that holding them back. And it's cloud gaming that Microsoft, I'm assuming, was working on before this even happened. That's yep, so wild, you would man. think. All right. What's next? I don't know. Uh, yeah, the next thing is um, the a couple of Nintendo announcements. Tears of the Kingdom, uh, in its first three days, has sold 10 million copies, which is fucking insane. Crazy. Like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I read somewhere earlier it said it was the best. Uh, it outsold Zelda, and it is currently, or yeah, of course it outsold Zelda. <laughs> uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, and is currently the best-selling game on the Switch, or like fastest-selling game on the Switch. Um, I could be wrong about that, but yeah, fucking, fucking wild. Um, Scarlet and Violet still hold the title for fastest-selling game on the Switch. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, I don't quite know how, but here we are. Oh, well, better get it's Pokemon. That's true. Like, <laughs> that's true. But uh, but yeah, that's fucking wild. Um, you guys have been playing it. It came out what Friday, yeah. right? Yeah, Friday. Yeah. But you guys have been playing it. Uh, we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. It also. 
Um, it's also the it, it became the fastest selling game uh, in the Zelda franchise. Period. Um, it is also the biggest Nintendo launch in America, like ever, beating out Pokemon and Mario for that. That's crazy to me, but I can also absolutely see why. Like, I, I think you guys. I'm not gonna say I underestimated the game, but it's. I think. I don't think I thought it. Mm, I think I underestimated the selling power of the Zelda name because everyone here knows I work in a retail environment, and I cannot tell you the last time that we had people waiting in line to buy something that was video game related. Everyone fucking buys it digitally now. I mean, truth be told. And when I tell you I was the person that was there first thing that morning, there were like 15 people waiting outside, dude, when, I, when we opened the store. I could not believe that. And we had, including the collector's editions, we had 67 total copies of the game. I knew that day I would be buying it at some point. Like, I, had, like I, I wasn't sure in the months leading up to it, but the day had come, and I was like, you know what? For the past you know, few days leading up to that, I was excited because I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy it. We'll have some fun with it. Not even two hours had passed, and the guy working back there said, do you still plan on... No, he said, did you get your copy yet? And I'm like, no, I'll wait till I leave for the day. He was like, no, you need to go now. We have three left. <laughs> I was like, what? Damn. I was like, what do you mean? So I literally stopped what I was doing and dashed back there as two <laughs> other people had already taken it. I got the like one of the last three copies, man. I... That's crazy. It was mind-blowing. I could not believe it. And then, like, all the Amiibos sold out, which I was upset yeah. about because this is the first time I wanted fucking Amiibos. So I didn't get those. Um, but just, it's, it's, it's truly a testament to the selling power that this game had. Like, I mm -hmm. was blown away. And to hear all the stats that you're laying out too, that's crazy. And I can like I got to see that firsthand, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was also yeah. there's I can't remember what it's called or what the name of it is, but there was a Japanese review site that is uh I guess in Japan is extremely popular um and, and well reputable. But they're also notoriously fucking strict. Uh, with their reviews, and apparently Tears of the Kingdom is the first perfect score that that review site has ever given to anything. Holy shit. That's as... Uh, I, I was about to compare that to the fucking... What game got a 10? And then... It was GTA 4. There were two others. There were two other big ones that, that finally released their reviews over the weekend. Um, there was one here, I don't, I think it was called like, uh, it's called like Edge something, like Edge 10 or, 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 I don't know, some review site that apparently has not given a game a perfect score in like six or so years, uh, also gave one to Tears of the Kingdom, and it's, the sales have been crazy, the review scores have, have been, uh, very unexpected, I think a lot of people were really, even though it, it's, it is Zelda, and I, I didn't really think Nintendo would let this be a disappointment, especially considering what they had to deal with with Scarlet and Violet just a few months ago. Um, but I think coming off of Scarlet and Violet, I think a lot of Nintendo fans were very wary 
that this was um, going to be a rough game on the Switch. Uh, and it's not. And I think a lot of people were pleasantly surprised by that. Hell yeah, man. That's, uh... Yeah. I, I, I haven't played it enough to have an opinion on anything yet, so I can't say whether or not all of these tens and the fastest selling things are justified, but mm-hmm. but I'm I'm excited to see Nintendo doing these kinds of numbers. So like it, it's yeah. very impressive. For sure. Uh, Dylan, how how many did you say that your store had and sold out that quickly? Uh, sixty seven total copies. We had fifty seven of the base game, that's, and then we had ten collectors editions. That's bananas. Yeah, I bet those collectors editions were gone the moment you opened that fucking door. Yep, those are the 15 people online. Five people did not get one. They, um, there was, at the GameStop I went to for the midnight launch, there was over 100 fucking people there. That is wow. fucking crazy. Dude, and when I tell you, this was the most, like, mismanaged and misorganized midnight release that I've ever fucking what? been to. Like, GameStop. this was great. Yeah, GameStop being unorganized. <laughs> crazy. But, like, there were dudes who had, like, I was talking to a group of these guys. There were dudes who had been camping outside of the store since 8.30 to try to get a collector's edition, which that store only got, like, four or five, I think. And they, and because, like, as soon as they opened the door at, like, 11.45 to start letting people come in, people just went wherever the fuck they wanted to go. And if you wanted the game, Collector's Edition, Amiibo, your fucking pre-order bonus, I, uh, GameStop gave out a wooden plaque that has the insignia that all the shrines uh, that you go to have on them. Um, but they only got 50 of those, despite having over 120 pre-orders. They were only given 50 of those plaques. And it was literally just, as soon as they opened the door, it was whoever could get to the counter first. And I'm like, that is so fucked up. That these dudes have been waiting here for over four hours. And they missed out on the collector's editions because that GameStop said, fuck it, there's too many people. Whoever gets to the counter first gets it. And I I missed out on all the Amiibos because by the time I got up there, all the Amiibos were fucking gone. Yeah, that's a little wild, honestly. This shit was crazy. Fuck GameStop for that. I mean, I got my collector's edition anyway, so I don't care, but fuck those guys. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, in other Nintendo news, uh, Switch Two leak, uh, Switch Two leaks continue to happen. Um, I think I said this. Uh, I'm pretty sure I said this earlier in the year. I was convinced that they were going to name one or announce one to launch alongside Tears of the Kingdom. And, God damn nope. it, I was wrong. You just got a pretty uh, OLED instead. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Um, they have not officially confirmed this, and they they kind of like were like, hey, we're, we're, we don't have any plans for that right now. Which, y- you fucking liars. Yes, you yeah. do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. What, what are you guys' uh, thoughts on this? Are because I think e- even with Zelda doing what it's doing, I think we're starting to see this ten-year-old hardware, yeah, fucking for sure, start to degradate. You know, it's 
you can see it more and more with each like AAA release that lands on this system. Um, even if they're really wonderfully op optimized, like Tears of the Kingdom, uh, like Tears of the Kingdom is, um, you're still gonna have some performance issues strictly because it's on the Switch for yep. no other reason other than it's on what eight year seven year old hardware yep like this game i feel like this game wants to do so much more but it can't because of the console it's fucking on um i i fully expected us to get a home like just a permanent home version of the switch as kind of like the opposite to the switch light um, yeah that didn't fucking happen, which I, I don't know. I That's the one thing I fully expected, because the Switch has sold so fucking good. The Switch has outsold uh, all of Nintendo's estimations and predictions that it would. Um, I'm pretty sure it is now their fastest selling console, because I think it did take that Wii title, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that. Um, but it is one of the fastest selling consoles of all time, and like they... they They've got to do something, and they've got to do something soon. There is no way we can go even another two years releasing uh, modern games on this system. Like, there's just no fucking way. Yeah, hundred percent agreed. There's absolutely no way. Without them just looking like shit. Yep. Are Without there any them more all. Big titles coming out for the Switch. Not. No, I don't think so. Not that See, we know of. I've had this crazy theory brewing, and I know we're not going to get a new Switch anytime soon. Like, I'm not stupid, but... Or a new whatever the next model is, but... Breath of the Wild was the last big launch for the Wii U, and, like, when the game came out, the Sheikah Slate was shaped like a Wii U, but yeah. we, it was also the launch title for the Switch, and then now we have Tears of the Kingdom, and we have a Switch as our little, you know, uh, Pura pad yeah. inside of the game, but it's like... Wonder where's our new console to go with it? <laughs> well, and when you think about it too, uh, at least of the 3D mainline Zelda games, they also typically release alongside the next system. Yeah, uh, Breath that's of the Wild just... did it. Twilight Princess did it. Um, it's just too quiet of a launch. Like not quiet yeah. in terms of sales, but yeah, something's missing. We don't have any other big titles lined up that I can think of. I don't think so. There's no. Couldn't also work on a new iteration of a nintendo console yeah like w it, when's the new pikmin game coming out oh that's uh, in june june yeah see also a good launch title mm, i don't know that i would say that it dude pikmin's fucking loved by everyone is it you don't like pikmin i've never played it i don't have an opinion on it Aww. oh oh okay that's i fun. just never hear anybody talk about it I think it gets shadowed by, like, Mario, Pokemon, Zelda. For sure, probably. But it's still, a, like, a beloved game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's my stupid theory. Anyway. Do you, guys think it, do you guys think it comes at the end of this year, or do you think it comes next year? Do you think Nintendo's trolling oh, a little man. bit by saying early next year? I, I think it has to come in, like, March or April. You yeah, so? it would be in line with the Switch release. I've... Yeah, I mean, I could see them doing something at the end of the year, especially since there's, I mean, there's nothing really lined up. We already Dude, know that we're not getting released, a Pokemon game this year. If they released a console during the holiday season, we're going to have a fucking problem. Oh, God, yeah. 
Especially, oh god. Yeah, have fun with that. Oh, I don't even care about me. I just mean in terms of everyone getting their hands on one. Oh, like, yeah. I know it's, it's going to be shitty be... at my place of employment, but it's, I mean... But see, then again, I will it be? I don't know that it fucking will be. will be, because I'll see them every day and know that I can't buy it, because they're already reserved. I don't know. I think that that's... Sh I think if they do make another console... I mean, because look at what they're doing with the... And I mean, I know it's not the same. It's not new. You know, not everybody is going to want to feel like they have to have one. Um, but, like, as far as, like, their the special edition Switches, they mass-produce the fuck out of those. Like, you might not find them for, like, the first two weeks that they release, but, like, I, I can go to any Target, Walmart, or Best Buy right now and find ten of the fucking Zelda ones. All the GameStops around here have all have a shit ton of the Pokemon ones sitting in their back room. Like, they're, they're so heavily mass-produced that I'd... I honestly think even if they make a new console, I, I don't think you'll have any issue fucking finding one. Yeah, they'll still sell. Oh, they'll still um, sell for sure. We'll see, man. Yes, yeah, we'll see. Next? Uh, Alright, I told you guys about this one earlier. Um, Mortal Kombat. They've yeah, been teasing. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck is that? What's going on with that? I don't know. They they've been teasing uh, a little bit of something for a while, and then finally they released like a little like video that was like uh, a clock, you know, ticking all the way around, and it got to like eleven. You know, Mortal Kombat eleven was the last one, and then you would have assumed you know it was going to go to twelve. It skips over twelve and goes right back to one. So that's rumors are that it is no longer Mortal Kombat twelve, but it is going to just be a complete reboot of the series. That's so stupid, too, because you know they're going to call it Mortal Kombat 1 or just Mortal Kombat, but we're all going to call it Mortal Kombat 12. Right? <sighs> yeah. It's... I am... And we already got Mortal Kombat, like, reboot with, uh, what was it, 2000 and... Yeah, it was, it was that's what, what 10 was supposed to be, kind of, right? Yes. Oh, uh, no, 9. 9, nine was nine, the nine, reboot. Nine. Yeah. yeah, Mortal Kombat 9. Yeah. Um, but, uh... That's just wild because I played through, um, played through eleven recently, and it's like it. Definitely, the ending of that game essentially you do fucking break time in a way. So, that little teaser that they just gave us, even more so, just says that it's like what is about to happen, dude? Like, it's going to be hard for them to say it's Mortal Kombat one, and then like go back to the beginning like we want all the characters that we're mm -hmm. accustomed to playing with i don't want a you know the main roster i don't give a shit about that like what kind of story are they about to have to tell to incorporate enough characters to make this a viable 2023 uh, fighting game is this going to be the multiverse of madness of mortal kombat dude fucking, uh mortal kombat 11 was already that i'd never i didn't finish the story for 11 it was literally a multiverse traversing game and really? it I had all kinds of timelines fucked up and by the end of it you fight the time god itself um <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah chronica or something yeah. but it is so weird that they're choosing another reboot after just rebooting what a decade ago maybe like not yeah that 2011 long i just looked it up yeah Wow, holy shit, it's been a decade. That hurt. 
weird choice, <laughs> but I mean, it's a Mortal Kombat game, dude. I'm excited. That is crazy yep. that it's been a fucking decade. Oh my god. Yeah, over, unfortunately. Holy shit. Twelve years. Ah! Oh, Has it been twelve right. years since nine came out? Yep. yep. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah, because it came out oh, in April of 2011. Yep. Damn. I remember pre-ordering that shit. I thought it was fucking rad. That's crazy. Yep. I played that game so fucking late. I don't think I played 9 until... I didn't play 9 until 10 had been announced. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. I remember playing 9 and like really, really loving it. And then uh, I remember 10 had recently been announced... And I was in GameStop talking to the talking to the person that worked there, uh, fucking about Mortal Kombat, I guess. I don't fucking know. And then I had found out that it had been canceled for, because um, I think Mortal Kombat 10 was originally going to also try to release on 360 and PS3, and it had been canceled for uh, the last gen. Yeah, I remember. I remember that happening because I worked. Uh, I worked at GameStop when that happened, and people were fucking. It's. Yeah, because I remember being so excited about it. Because, like, I had just gotten out of high school. I was too poor to go buy an Xbox One. I, I worked at a fucking grocery store. And I remember being so upset that I wasn't going to get to play it. And then I got an Xbox One, and I still never played it anyway. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I... I played both X or 10 or whatever and 11 a little bit, and... I don't know. They did not capture the magic of the yeah. 2011 like reboot, two th like yeah, for whatever sure. you want to call it. That reveal trailer for Ten though with Wiz Khalifa, that is one of my favorite fucking Mortal Kombat trailers. That shit was so clean. I don't think I remember that one. It, it was, was so sick. It was fighting yeah. on like a snowy environment with his uh, specifically crafted track for that game. Oh yeah, I dude! It was, yeah. That was a good it was fucking trailer. Hmm. I'll have to look at that. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that's cool. Mortal Kombat is fucking rad. So. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, next thing, button. Blizzard. You motherfuckers. Boy. These motherfuckers are fucking up. I asked Jeff on the last episode of the podcast. Um, if he thought that Activision Blizzard could, um, like kind of like ever recapture the sort of magic that he, that they had back in like 2004 when they released like WoW and you know, I think it wasn't too long after that they uh, released Diablo three if I'm not mistaken, um. But, uh, yeah, so for Overwatch 2, the PvE stuff that they had been uh, talking about um, canceled. And they're yep. going to change it to um, seasonal story missions and events. Weren't which, they already doing that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they already were. <laughs> so they said that they had like a ton of story-related content ready to go. But the biggest feature that they were promising was like hero-based PVE talent systems. Like you could invest into these characters and essentially have a PVE side of the game, much like they're like imagine Destiny, right? Like you can um, play the competitive side, or you can do the PVE side and you know level up these characters that you love in a different way. And like that was the whole point of Overwatch 2 coming out. 
And now, just like you said, they're canning that and giving us story-based missions starting in Season 6, I believe. Um, and it's just fucking ridiculous, man, because while I expect the story missions to be a little more fleshed out than what we're accustomed to, I would hope. You would I would hope. hope it's more than just an escorting the payload PvE-style mission, like, surely. But if it's not, man, they have completely rendered adding a 2 at the end of this game fucking useless because there it's the no same reason. game. There's no reason. It's just now if what they've wound up doing is giving us microtransactions. Um, yep. At least you didn't hiding, have to pay for it this time. And hiding new heroes behind a battle pass, man. Like It's really infuriating that the biggest promise of Overwatch 2 is now canned. And even in, you know, bringing this to everyone's attention, they're like, we know, you know, some people are going to be disappointed. Like, no, motherfucker, everyone's going to be disappointed. Like, they don't have a good track record when it comes to Overwatch, man. And there's so many people who love and adore the game, and they love the lore of the game. Like, this was a huge promise that they could have delivered to us, and they fucking dropped the ball mm -hmm. so hard. And then kicked the ball out of the court. Essentially, said no. It's not even in the gym anymore. No, it's not. It's gone. I and it pisses me off. That was one of my biggest issues with two in the first place. Um, like one of my favorite things about Overwatch One was when new characters would come out, because then I could be like, okay, like I'm cool. I'm excited to go home and try this new character, and I would always try the character, and like the game would kind of sink its teeth into me again, and I'd, I'd be all about it again for a few more weeks. At least until the next character came out. But now with Overwatch 2, I, I I don't even get that. I can't play a new character until I decide to drop 15 fucking dollars on a goddamn battle pass and play for a few days just to maybe be leveled up enough to fucking play as that character. And that's that's so stupid. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they're thinking over there. It really seems like they're putting the nail in the coffin of Overwatch just on their own. They don't need anybody's help to do it. They're doing it themselves. Because hasn't the player base significantly dropped? Uh, I feel like I read something about that the other day, that the player base is significantly lower than it has been in the last few months. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I just, I don't... And, they have all these really wonderful characters with with some of the with really wonderful backstories behind them, and they just the way that they just choose not to do anything with them is crazy. Yeah, I am. I I don't know. I I, I can't really say that I'm upset because I didn't really. Care I was just upset. Well, not that, but I I just I was upset with. The state that they ended up yeah. releasing uh, Overwatch 2 in the first place. So I was like, okay, whatever. The fact that a character that was in the first game, or multiple characters that were in the first game, were causing the game to be unplayable. That doesn't even make sense. What changed? Yeah. And it's just, it's like, I'm not trying to be like, like an asshole here but like what the fuck did they change like nothing changed all of those characters played the exact same way they did before so what changed that all of a sudden made th made them game breaking yeah it just doesn't make any fucking sense at all 
at all. Did they ever fix any of the issues, Dylan? Yeah, they're all fixed. Oh, okay. Well, that's something. That's more than some games can say. Truly. So, okay. Well, uh, with that said, um, let's see. The last thing I've got here uh, was actually something that I found or I found out today in an investment call. Uh, some of the the heads at Square Enix said that they were cre considering creating new studios and buying uh, others potentially. Um, and I thought that that was interesting for uh, a couple of reasons, M most notably because of the um, fact that uh, everybody had talked before about, you know, Sony potentially buying Square Enix and how Square Enix would be, you know, good to go and stuff like that. But uh, turns out that that's not really... The, the case because it looks like they're not willing to sell at this point I don't it's know the, I, I thought the that, that was interesting they're looking to buy yeah exactly didn't they just and I could be completely wrong I make shit up all the time did they not just lay off people not that long ago or drop something uh that is possible I don't remember to be honest with you I don't remember either but I just feel like it did happen and now they're trying to buy shit all of a sudden what would an acquisition from them look like? Who would you see them... If they're uh, looking to buy other studios, what would be one of the ones that you could see it being viable? That I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure. I, I, I no idea, to be honest with you. FromSoft. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I would be so pissed. <laughs> Oh, man. People would be so upset. Yeah. But we'll see, though, man. I thought that was interesting. I saw that, too. The, my, the yeah. first question is, I don't know who they're planning on buying. Yeah. I mean, little indie studios, maybe. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could definitely be cool. But I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, I guess. Um, see. Cool. Uh, why don't we uh, get to what we've been playing? Um, yeah, you Austin. Yeah. Tell me about something that's not Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I finished Volume 2 of the Mega Man Battle Network collection. Uh, I played through 4, 5, and 6. And boy, my opinions of since childhood have changed. Um, I think Battle Network 4 is almost in, in every regard a terrible fucking game. Um, oh. I, I think one of the things that, I, honestly, I think the only thing that saves it for me is the fact that it is a Mega Man Battle Network game. I think everything else about that game is horribly fucking You don't fucking like designed. the Soul Fusions? I like the designs of like 30% of them. Yo, how crazy is that? Like I think like Metal uh Metal Soul looks really cool. Proto Soul looks really cool. Um Gut Soul and Torch Soul I think look really cool. Wind Soul looks to... fucking stupid. I need you to hit me with your top 3 Battle Network games real quick. Top one, two, three, 3 Battle Network games. Number 1 is 6, number 2 is 3 and number 3 is 5. Okay. 
Yep. Uh, that is that blows my fucking mind. Battle Network Four loses huge points for the simple fact that in order for me to unlock everything, all viruses seen, all fucking uh, unlock every battle chip, fight every version of every boss that appears in the game, unlock all double soul forms, which each uh, all all three of these games are split into two separate versions. They they decided to stick with that Pokemon route and not let go of it, despite the uh, need for that to be done not really being there. Um, but the way they made it work is uh, there's uh, six different forms in each game um, or in each version. Uh, in order to obtain all six Double Soul forms in Battle Network Four, you have to play through the game three fucking times. That that's awful. That is so fucking stupid. It, it, it wouldn't be so bad. The way Battle Network 4 works is it's broken down into three tournament arcs. There's a tournament in your hometown. There's like a country tournament. And then there's like a worldwide fucking net battle tournament. Um, it, and it is completely randomly generated who you will face in this tournament. So when you do your second and third playthrough, there is 100% a possibility that you're going to play through sequences of the game that you've played through the last time while completely missing some character arcs all altogether. That, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. I don't understand the design logic there. It, 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 it's stupid. It's just fucking dumb. Um... The bosses were really cool in Battle Network 4. I liked a lot of the character designs, um, especially the final boss duo, I think was super fucking cool, especially since it's it's literally just a carbon copy of uh, the original franchise's duo. Um, I love seeing that. That was fucking rad. And then moving on to Battle Network 5. Um, it starts to get a little better. They throw some new things at you. Now you have a liberation mission, which kind of turn the game into like a um like a strategy rpg more akin to maybe like i don't really want to say fire emblem but it's kind of very similar to fire emblem um just instead of fire emblem's typical combat you still have the um like the turn-based card uh or battle chip combat uh, but the liberations were a fun change of pace and really broke up the monotony of what i've been doing for the last five fucking games then we give it to Battle Network 6, which is like everything that 5 tried to do, but better. Uh, they took away Liberation missions and didn't replace them with anything else. Um, well, I guess they actually kind of did. Uh, they removed Double Souls as a whole in Battle Network 6, replacing it with the cross system. And the way the cross system worked is there were optional side quests that you had to interact with where you would have to play as that character's Navi and do something stupid, like cook digital food, because that makes sense. And then you, like Mega Man, would form a relationship with them, and then you um, can cross-change, which is essentially Mega Man just having their powers and uh, kind of aesthetics. Um, but it wasn't turn-limited like the Double Soul was. Uh, getting hit by a weakness will take you out of it. Um, but it was... it was it, it, Six was such a wonderful fucking send-off that the series really, really um, deserved. It tied a lot of loose ends up. Um, from the past games, uh, there was even, like, at the end of it, Lan is graduating elementary school, uh, and, like, you get a bunch of letters from all these previous characters, uh, from, from all five previous games, like, congratulating you, and, and, and it, and it, it, it felt like 
like it, it it felt like the journey was coming to a close and, and it was it was really nice the ending of six was super super wholesome uh you get to see a nice little 20 year time skip where lan is a dad and his son has a stupid name just like he fucking does and it's sweet it's kind of sad that i i still don't understand some of capcom's choices um lots of battle network games that didn't get localized and added to this collection uh sure they're spinoffs but they are all fun in their own right and i would have liked to see them a part of this uh maybe dlc or maybe some other collection later down the line um just like volume one uh in volume one each game gave us download cards uh or downloadable chips you i think there was only like one or two per game but then when you get to battle network 4 you have uh what are called patch cards and patch cards were only ever released in japan at the time that these games were launching um the game boy advance used to have an attachment called the e-reader i don't know if either of you guys remember the fucking e-reader but it was basically this little attachment you could go to gamestop or eb games or whatever it was back then you could buy like e-reader booster packs that would have these different e-reader cards in them um but the u.s never got any of the battle network e-reader cards only japan got those and there were 499 of them there's a fucking astonishing amount um but both or all battle network four five and six all have all of these pat, uh, patch cards faithfully reproduced that you can activate and deactivate at any point playing through that game and i think that's really fucking neat like you get the um like the base cross soul for battle network five which was a form for mega man that was in the game's code but there was just no way to physically access it um so now they've given you the patch card so you can use uh base cross and that's a lot of fun and they're, they like Capcom did not have to go as hard as they did on this collection. Like they really went above and beyond making the fans who have desperately wanted this collection feel like they were listened to. We were given trophies. We were they completely rebuilt PvP from the ground up, which is essentially what took the game so long. We were, and all of the cut content. Battle Network 4, 5 and 6 have a shit ton uh, like literally hours i think battle network 6 specifically has eight hours of content that is completely wiped from the game uh for its english translation that's all faithfully brought back and translated uh for u.s fans to get to experience for the first time um and it was really cool and i had a good time i i'm not gonna lie i teared up a little bit finishing that sixth game because i i wanted this so bad and i never thought this collection was gonna happen and then we got it and then I played through it, and it was, it was wonderful. I had a fucking blast playing this game, or playing these games for two straight weeks. I had the time of my fucking life. I will probably be playing through them again. Um, I didn't do the full three playthroughs of Battle Network 4. I just really didn't fucking want to. Um, I might go back and do those eventually, but I, I'm, I'm very glad I got to play through these. And if you're a fan at all of jrpgs i i highly suggest giving these games a shot cool yeah uh i might i say i might get around to them i'm not going to get around to them i don't i do not stop happening yeah it's a great game man they're they're great games i guess well some of them are four is terrible dylan you sounded really surprised when i said four was bad yeah that was, that was surprising is that your favorite Battle Network game? 
I think that's number two. I think it would go five, four, six, three, two, one. Yeah, one's definitely the worst. Yeah. One is... I mean, it's fun, but it's not as fun. Nope. Not even remotely. Very bland, and... Yep. I think the layout in one is super fucking confusing, too. Disgusting. The late I had to, I'm not gonna lie, I used a map for all of one. Because yeah, I, that shit fun. was so fucking confusing. Ick. Icky. Icky vicky. Cool. Uh, well, uh, let's get to, um, I don't know, uh, a weird game. Very weird game. This is the second, uh, well, maybe not the second weird game, but this is, uh, this is the God. I don't. This is the worst game I've played this year. <laughs> I, I don't want to put it That's like so that. So fucking disappointing, dude. Do you know how excited I was for this shit, dude? Me Damn, too. You were probably we, distraught. Which I, is probably. I mean, honestly, the reason that this is probably the worst game I've played this year is because uh, you were excited it, for it. I was excited for it. Yeah. Dude, I've not even played it because of everything that I saw the day that it was released. Like, the visual hiccups, the fucking AI that might as... You can't even call it AI because it's not intelligent at all. Fucking, it looks awful, dude. And I was yep. so bummed. I did not I did not touch it. It's free for Game Pass. I did not fucking touch it because I'm so mad. Yep. Yep. Uh, we're, of course, talking about Redfall. Um... Yeah, the thing the thing is is I don't think that this is a quote unquote bad game. I think that it has the bones of something really, really good. I think that if this had another year of development time, I think it could be a game that was scoring in the eights and and nines. Dude, for real, it has the blueprint. It has. You the know blueprint. what you were trying to do, but the fucking lack of execution and the lack of my biggest thing that I talk about since the start of this show, the lack of polish is so disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's that's the big thing. Like, it feels like there's a completely half-finished game here. Like, um, so I, I wrote a bunch of notes down that basically kind of sum, sum this oh my god. Uh-oh. Sum this up. I could not talk. I don't know what my brain was doing. But, like, um, so, the game has this sort of destiny cursor in the menus. Um, kind of like it's supposed to replicate, like, a, a mouse, you know, moving on a screen oh, or good. whatever. Good, that on console. Yep, which is, uh, you know, not great, but, you know, whatever. If you can get it to function, like, <laughs> okay, I guess, that's fine. Uh, it doesn't even, it doesn't, it, like, it doesn't make sense here because you can use it, but, like, it kind of snaps to wherever you're looking. So, like, if you press, like, if you're on one menu and you press down a little bit, it'll snap to that next menu thing. Like, why, why is it doing that? What That kind of defeats the point of having the cursor there in the first fucking place. I also noticed some weirdness in the menus where you would select something and like it just, you, you couldn't select it. If that makes sense. Like your cursor would be on it, but like it wasn't giving you the option to do anything with the thing that you had selected. 
which again like what what why is that a why is that a thing um you i mean you kind of touched on it a little bit but there's like uh a bunch of visual hiccups like even in the hero of uh, the hero select screen or whatever like whenever you switched characters there was one character i noticed very specifically he's got a beard or whatever and the texture popped in on his beard in the character select menu like that shouldn't be happening not in your fucking in your opening menu it should not be happening in your open opening fucking menu um the cut scenes were weird because like they the very first cutscene you see is just kind of like it's just like these still kind of like painterly images they actually really kind of reminded me of um i don't know if you guys ever played twisted metal one and two on the ps1 it's been a but while the, it, so the endings of that game i don't know if you guys remember this they uh were like these kind of like still images that were like very crudely animated and that's how i felt like the cutscenes were here, which, you know, that's a style. Okay. That's, that's fine. That's fine. But then there's actually a second cutscene later that has in-game models, but like the in-game models are still just posed images. Like, it's not like you are actually animating anything. So why is that the case? Why are some cutscenes this way and other cutscenes this way? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, it also is supposed to be like this open world thing, but like when you get to your first like key, I, I guess place or whatever, the fire station, uh, you go inside the building and it's all part of the open world. But then when the mission is done to exit the fire station, you have to have a loading menu. I thought it was open world. That's how I got in there. There was no me opening the door to the fire station and then a load screen and then I was inside of it or anything. Like, it was part of the open world and I got in and then you're requiring me to load to get out? Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, what's the what's the design philosophy here? Um, there are some other things like you mentioned the AI being very, very bad. And like, yeah, they, it, it is very bad. Like you can basically just like sit and shoot them and like, they won't do anything. But if you somehow do get into their like kind of like radar or whatever, it's very easy to just sidestep their attacks. Like, that is really not hard. I did die in one mission, but that's because I did something fucking stupid. Um, and this annoyed me to no end. But I, I died during the end of the mission where, like, the um, objective was reaching as I was dying. So now the mission is completely bugged and I can't finish that mission, which is really fucking annoying, really frustrating. Um, but like the biggest thing, the thing that has like bugged me the most is this is an arcade game or arcane game and you play Dishonored, Dishonored 2, Prey, like any of those games, right? And there is this sort of like, even Deathloop to a, a little bit of a lesser extent, 
there is this sort of design philosophy of like, this is your situation. Find your way out through any means necessary. So like you could do stuff with your, your abilities in, in, uh, dishonored. You could go through and stealth in dishonored. You could go through and kill everyone in dishonored. There were like, um, genuinely a million different ways to approach any sort of situation that you wanted to in in those games pray it was kind of the same way but like not with with necessarily like abilities but more like guns and what the guns could do and stuff like that um i mean there was still stuff there but you know whatever um death loop kind of was that way but like it sort of like was more of like a do you want to stealth around or do you want to shoot people type thing and it didn't offer up a whole lot in in ways i felt where you could approach situations there was still a little bit of variety there but like there wasn't you know the same kind of stuff that had happened in in previous games but like just for an example in this. So I found a vampire house and there was no way to get into it other than to climb up a ladder, bust in the windows up top and then climb down into the attic. The, there were no like doors that could be unlocked. There was no basement that you could go into. There was no like but busting in the windows on the bottom or anything like that. It was a, okay, this is what you have to do. Get up top, get inside the house, and then you can kill the vampires. Okay, like, that's fine, I guess. But once you're inside, though, like, it would it would have been nice, you know, vampire lore is like, okay, you, you burn them with sunlight and they die or whatever. Like, why can't I tear off the boards inside the house? Like, you allow me to break boards in other positions in the game. Like, it's a, it's a mechanic. You can break down, like, boarded up things, but I can't do it on these windows? You can, you can maybe, like, lure them away from one another by making noise, but the mechanic is still the same. And if you don't, you, like, there's no melee, it's just guns. So, like, if you're making noise with your guns... There's no point in luring them away because they're going to come to you because they hear the noise. So, like, my option in here, in this specific scenario, is climb to the top, get inside the house, shoot them, then stake them with your little shotgun stake thing, and then rinse and repeat for the rest of the vampires that are in the house, then climb all the way back up into the attic to get out because you can't even get out the front door once things are done. Like... Every bit of player agency that Arcane has built their, like, entire careers on is just missing from this fucking game. And that is so goddamn disappointing. I really, really, really want to like this game because I think that the setting is cool. I love vampires. I think the the four-person co-op thing is is awesome with each each person having their own separate abilities. I fucking love that, man. This game ain't it. It just isn't. I'll maybe, maybe 
pick it back up at the end of the year to to see if there is something that I can maybe salvage to maybe not have it hit the bottom of our list. But right now, it's not looking fucking good, man. So that's what I told myself I was going to do because of how much of a shit show the current state of the game is. I told myself with how much is coming out between now and December 15th or whenever we're going to record. I said I will pick this up on December 1st and try it. They have between now and then to fix their shit to convince me that their game is worth playing. Yeah. And you'll still yeah, probably I, be disappointed. I think I will be, dude. I and that really sucks. Them. It is. Is there a... Or I mean, it does. I've, yeah. <clears throat> I think the only game I've ever played from them was the first Dishonored. And, I mean, I remember liking it enough to play it and finish it. So that's kind of crazy. Yep. It's, uh, it's not great, man. It's not great. No, it is not. Uh, but let's let's talk about Zelda. You you have played Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Are the, you sure? the, uh, right? No. No. Skyward Sword. There no, you that's go. That's the one. <laughs> he said, "This man said, look up." Fuck ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was so excited to play Tears of the Kingdom, and I was talking to Madison about it last Monday while I was at work. Uh, I was having a not so good day. And so I was talking to her on my break and kind of venting, and I had mentioned something about wanting to play Skyward Sword, because that was one of the few uh, 3D Zeldas that I've never played, mostly because of motion controls for the entire game sound awful, so fuck that. Um, but luckily with the Switch port, you don't have to deal with that. Uh, when I got home from work Monday, Madison had surprised me and said, Happy Zelda week. Go play Skyward Sword till the other, till Tears of the Kingdom comes out. And I was like, cool, I am going to fucking do that. Um, I didn't do that. I got to, like, the first temple. Um, not because I don't like it. I, I do really, really love this game. I think it's fucking awesome. I do plan to finish it. Uh, but that's, that's well after my time with Tears of the Kingdom has come and gone. Um... So, you you still have the really shitty, janky, terrible motion controls that people still try to pretend and tell themselves were really good. Um, you can still do that route if you want to, but or you have just a more simplistic uh, button control. Uh, with just your right thumbstick, you just flick it whichever direction you want to go, and that's the way Link swings the sword. Sounds easy. Well, it's not. It, it, it sounds fun. Until you've swiped that fucking right or flicked that right thumbstick for 35 fucking times in less than five minutes. Like, that's one of the reasons why I didn't get farther than what I did in, in three days. This shit makes your hands fucking hurt, dude. This shit made my thumbs fucking hurt. Um, I, and, and this is one of the big issues I have with Nintendo. Why, like, why, why, why do you guys pick and choose how much work you want to put into a remaster? Like, that really blows my mind. Um, Metroid Prime remaster we got this year for forty dollars. That is so fucking good. It like I, I, I don't understand why they call it a remaster. I don't know why you didn't just call it a fucking remake. This game is gorgeous. But then last year, or maybe the year before, I don't know when this game came out. Um, they released an HD port of Skyward Sword for the Switch that looks just like the Wii port. It does not look any fucking better. 
They're like they did nothing to this. They just put it on a switch cartridge and charged you sixty fucking dollars for it again. And I don't understand that. I like why do you guys pick and choose what games you want to put so much fucking effort in, and and, and which ones you don't? Is it because you just know people are gonna fucking buy it anyway? Like, was their thought process process? Oh. This is a Zelda game. People are going to fucking buy it regardless. Let's just throw it on a cartridge and call it a day. Because nobody was going to do that for Metroid. I'm sure some people fucking would. But Metroid is 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 the, the black sheep compared to fucking Zelda and Mario and Pokemon. So maybe you did feel like more a little bit more effort needed to go into it. But I, I don't know. That's just weird to me. I don't, I don't really understand Nintendo selling you fucking ROMs for full price. And I say that, and I fucking buy them every time. Um, but this is a great Zelda game. I wish I could talk about it more, but I'm not even to the first temple, so I have no fucking clue. Or I haven't, I haven't even finished the first temple, so I have no fucking clue what's going on in this game. Um, essentially, everybody lives on an island in the sky called Skyloft. Uh, you're a knight in the military, and you take this big kind of... Like, you do this big race uh, to be granted a gift by the goddess, which is just played by zelda it's like a weird play kind of thing it's like a ritualistic ceremony and then zelda gets fucking kidnapped just like every other zelda game and you have to go find her and that's as far <laughs> as i've gotten but super fun super fun cool Heck yeah i it's also the first uh i think it's the first game in like the canon timeline it's the first event that takes place in the series and that's the mo biggest reason why i wanted to get it i wanted to play through it and see what ha i i know what happens because of watching videos on the internet and reading the high rule historia but i would like to actually see it okay cool all right well uh yeah, let's i guess talk let's about fucking talk about Zelda it game. Yeah, Austin, you, you've it. waited for years for this man. Take the floor. I have, dude. Um, I I'm enthralled. I'm obsessed. I'm addicted. This is all I've done since midnight Friday morning. Is play fucking Tears of the Kingdom, and it's beautiful. It it, it looks fucking gorgeous. It performs great in most areas. Uh, there are some times where it gets a little rough, but this, uh, I. I, I didn't know what they could do and and in, I, I didn't know what they could do to step up from Breath of the Wild. It, it's Breath of the Wild was in my my top five uh, games of all time. Um, it's it's absolutely my favorite game that's ever released on the fucking switch. I wasn't sure how they could top it and they did. And they did it wonderfully. They added so... I'm not going to say so many because there really isn't too too much new. I guess all the powers are com are kind of completely brand new compared to what we used in the in Breath of the Wild. Um, but not there, there's not a whole lot new introduced. But then at the same time, there's so much. Now, not only do you have all of Hyrule to explore, but... You have this whole, like, floating archipelago. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but in my brain it sounds like it's the right word to use, so that's the one I'm using. Um, but you have these whole, this giant group of islands in the sky, but then something that Nintendo never mentioned one single fucking time. There's an entire area underground. There's a whole separate map 
of things to do and find and, and explore directly beneath you. And that's so fucking cool. It kind of sucks that it's pitch black and you need a special item just to get through there. But the game hands you so fucking many of those at literally any given turn that I don't even think that fucking matters. Um, it's it, it's wonderful. I can't talk about the story because I, I'm I'm not done. I have finished three of the five temples and I have gotten ten of the twelve uh dragon tier memories but i i haven't watched any of them i've been skipping them until i unlock all of them and then i can just watch all the cutscenes in order in one sitting and i don't have to watch it here and then go do 45 minutes of bullshit to watch another one um so i, I i'm not fully caught up on what's going on in this world and hopefully i'm sure i'm sure i'll be fucking done with this game by next week to where i can talk about the story super in depth but as far as like a first impressions go, which is kind of weird to say when I have over 20 hours in a fucking game, um, it's great. It, it's, it's so much, it's better than I thought it was even going to come close to being. And I, I did come full circle with this podcast. Uh, the first couple episodes, I, I think I want to say for like the first six months worth of episodes that we recorded for this podcast. I made a joke every time about how I was going to buy the most expensive version of the game. And I did. Well, the most expensive North American version. I know Breath of the Wild got multiple different collector's editions for all the different regions. But I don't think that happened with Tears of the Kingdom. I think it was all the same for every region. Um, but I, I did manage to snag a collector's edition. And by God, is it beautiful. Little, a little underwhelming for the price. Not going to lie. Kind of was like, mm, that could have been better for $140, but hey, what are we going to do? How how are you feeling about the game so far, Dylan? Um, So, like I kind of said at the beginning of the show, I knew that I would get to it at some point this year, but I really wasn't going into this with the mentality that I was going to get it on day one. Yeah. And then days leading up to it, luckily the season had started to die down in Destiny. Like, I think we're on the final slope of the season of Defiance, and starting soon will be the season of the Deep. So now that I'm kind of in a good place on Destiny with my Hunter, I was starting to look into the possibility of exploring other games. And I, I dabbled in some Pokemon, and I dabbled in something else. But nothing was gripping me the way that Destiny had, and that was discouraging. So I was like, you know what, fuck it. Tears of the Kingdom is coming out. Let's give it a shot day one. Then the events that I told you about earlier happened, and I came home, and I finally got to sit down with it. And it recaptured a feeling that I've not had in a long time. I've not had since... I think Elden Ring did a good job at scratching the itch, but I mean, it goes back to my first feeling I had playing Breath of the Wild. Like, it's... I really love games like this that give you this sprawling open world with no guidance. Like, I mean, you have general ideas of where you want to go, but it truly doesn't prohibit you from going here nor there, and I like that. And from the get-go, Breath of the Wild starts... Or sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom starts uh, um, 
with a really good setup. Like it kind of really sets in motion where the story's about to go, and it kind of shows darker undertones, which I really appreciated. Um, and then the game launches you into it, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you get started, and you'll make your way through the beginning area before inevitably winding up in Hyrule, and that's when the game truly opens up. And you, you mentioned it, but it's like it hasn't added too much. But at the same time, it kind of has. Mm-hmm. Because you're still exploring the same map that Breath of the Wild um, had, but there are some huge differences. Like, the, it's a different story, right? So there's going to be a lot more going on. And some of the first noticeable differences are the, um, the environments are changed. Um, there's a lot more, like, harsher landscapes than I remember. Mm-hmm. Um making it really hard for survival like i'm really trying to i'm big on cooking right now and gathering ingredients um i'm going to be honest with you i started playing the game and i was like i'm going to focus on the story for a little bit and i started my uh trajectory of going to rito village first because they were my favorites from breath of the wild so i got there and i started doing a lot with tulin um the character that you wind up interacting with from Breath of the Wild, he's all grown up now. You do some story shit, blah, blah, blah. I didn't finish his quest. That's the point in the game where Mm. I said, let me just go do stuff. Mm. And since then, I have just been doing stuff. Um, A lot of shrines, a lot of battling these, you know, perilous environments to go get the towers unlocked. And I love how the towers are different in this game than they were before. I like that now there's a little bit of a challenge to them. Like, the mm-hmm. towers are now these spires that are mechanically operated that you connect your parapad to, and you get flung a mile into the air, and you get to scan the sky while you're falling down, and that's really cool. It allows you to access the floating islands that Austin was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you spend a lot of time in the air in this game, and, and uh, to coincide with that, you can spend a lot of time underground. Um, I've been spending a lot of time in shrines because that's my favorite thing to do from breath of the wild i love shrines and figuring out puzzles that's just the kind of gamer i am and i told you guys going into it i didn't know what the fusion tool was like i didn't know that i was losing my abilities from the last game and i think this game does a really good job at explaining why that happens i think that it sets Link back to square one in the perfect way. Love mm-hmm. that. Um, and all of these new abilities are so much more intuitive than the last ones. I love them to death, dude. This is what reinvigorates the game to me and makes me For want sure. to continue to pour hours into it. The fact that... The building is way more fun than it has any reason being. Building is way more fun, but it's also a sense of freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no one way to complete one thing. You can do whatever you want, and I love that so much because it does allow you to build different contraptions or, you know, um, little bits of machinery to get this platform, you know, to one side or the other or to get this ball from, you know, a mile away all the way over here into this little you know, golf hole looking thing. Um, it's just, 
it really opens itself up for you to do whatever you want to go wherever you want to explore how you want and it gives you no direction on how to do it and i love that man like i'm getting to just explore and find my way through hyrule and i've never been a big zelda fan but every time when i started playing breath of the wild and now going into tears of the kingdom it's like it just does something for me that feels so good and the fact mm -hmm. that my horse like i only had one horse in that game and the fact that it carried over and i like when i saw it in the stable there for the first time i almost cried dude i was like you're kidding me yeah that's like, fucking came, wild it was so cool, man. That that I don't care if anything else transferred over. The fact that my horse did was fucking awesome. I think that's the only thing that does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oddly enough. So, but my time with this so far has been absolutely wonderful. Like I, I, I don't know where I I will go with it. Like at the moment, I'm having a great time, but the new season of destiny will inevitably start and i'll probably get sucked back into it but i'm loving my time with it right now like uh, this is i i, I don't want to give like a 10 out of 10 because i don't think that will necessarily be true for myself but mm -hmm. it's a really fun game that i'm passionate about right now and truly that's all that matters to me hell yeah dude i'm glad that you're that you're liking it so much um yeah like you talked about the the towers the towers have been so fucking convenient because like when you shoot up and you're coming back down that whole time and, and you, you went pretty fucking high you've got more time before you hit the ground than you really think you do yeah. um in almost every instance of coming out of one of these towers in that time you can take the pad and you can scope down and you can find things that you want to go to and you can set uh like tracker points Markers. on them and yeah. like that's so fucking convenient um, that's how I figured out a, where all these fucking giant goddamn glyphs are, was just by jumping yeah. off of these towers and being able to see one so far in the distance. And the render distance in this game compared to Breath of the Wild is fucking nuts. It, it is, is. I'll so give them much that. Like, it's a little skewed sometimes because of all the clouds and shit mm -hmm. and the murkiness. I will say that if there's ever a game that I thought could push Nintendo into making that next step into an evolutionary console line. This is it because yeah. I swear to God, this game would look so fucking good in like a 1440p or a 4k resolution. Yeah. The art direction is, it's the same as breath of the wild man, but like I, I, I went into it thinking like, you know, Pokemon put such a sour taste in my mouth with how unrefined their world overall wound up looking and performing. But uh, Tears of the Kingdom is like, you know, hush now, child. Let me show you why it's okay. And it's so fucking beautiful. <laughs> it's like the mother that comforts you. <laughs> it is. It made me feel so much better. I was like, dude, I want to see this in, like, 4K ray tracing. It would look so incredible. Also, uh, Matthew Mercer does a fucking incredible job at Ganon, and I only want him to voice Ganon moving forward. As long yeah. as that motherfucker is alive. I only want him to voice Ganon. He does. Like, he... he. I don't know what it is about it, man. I, I, I don't know if he's just... If it's just because he's one of the voice actors that I, I've always kind of heavily followed. Um, but something about his his his, his version of Ganon is he gives so power. good. Yeah. There, that's, that, that might be it. There's, there's so much power behind his fucking voice, dude. Yeah. Like, like he's genuinely intimidating. Him. 
there was a scene with Ganondorf and uh, Raru talking together. And, like, in that moment, Raru is the king, but it feels like Ganon is the menace. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. He, like, the power so difference. Yeah. That That's one of the biggest things I've been excited about, too, uh, with Tears of the Kingdom. Because, you know, you... You don't really get to see a lot, a lot of Ganondorf in, in Breath of the Wild. You get to see uh, the uh, Scourge Ganon and then Calamity Ganon, but you don't ever actually see Ganondorf at full power in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Oh God, I'm, I'm so excited for that final boss fight that I know is coming. Yeah, this is gonna be awesome, man. Like I'm excited too, and I'm excited because I'm getting to see these flashbacks and seeing what a powerhouse monster he truly is, dude. Yeah. He's a fucking behemoth. God, I I love where this game's going, dude. I incredible, incredible game. I just want specification on where this game takes place canonically, and I don't think Nintendo's uh, ever Breath gonna give Wild. us that. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I don't think Nintendo is ever going to give us that, but I want it so bad. Yeah, it's cool. And and, and the timeline's kind of skewed, too, when you think about it, because, well, I'll shut my mouth. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it was fucking... Uh, if you played Age of the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, uh, it, it ties into this pretty well, much more than Not I sure. thought it was going to. Because at first, I was like, damn, Age of Calamity's a stupid story. But then I was like, oh... Okay, it was kind of the stepping stones for the events of this one. That kind yeah. of makes sense now. Maybe you should have released these closer together than what you did, Nintendo. I wouldn't have been so mad about it. Josh, how, how much of it have you played? Only like uh, an like, hour or so, right? Yeah, uh, two max. Dude. I just, I have not played a whole lot at all. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't I don't have many thoughts on it. It very much seems like it opened up this in a similar way to how breath of the wild did where you know you had that sort of small kind of starting area and then um i actually haven't even gotten to hyrule yet but uh based on everything that i've seen and heard you know you've got your little starting area that's mm -hmm. very similar to the to the plateau or whatever and then it just opens up immensely um, so I'm, I'm excited to get there. Uh, haven't yet, but you know. And even in that starting area too, there's so much to find and so much to do. Yeah. If it, it, it's, I, I kind of almost wish I spent more time there than what I did. Um, I'll just have to go back and rummage through it real quick, but the, how did you guys feel about the, like the intro to that game? Like that whole opening sequence? Uh, I don't know. I thought it was fine. Um, yeah, it was good. Like, I didn't think it was crazy or anything, but I think it sets it up. Like, it sets up the coming events nicely, and it gives you a scary look at the Demon King. Oh, okay. Well, I had much more passionate opinion about that than the two of you did. I think that oh, that really? was the best opening for any Zelda game. I, I don't know why I thought it was so mesmerizing, but I did. And out of... Out of every 3D Zelda I've played, that, that is the coolest fucking, like, intro sequence to, to any of them. I loved it. I could go back and... But I I was so hyped for this game, dude. I was re-watching uh, the story trailer we got a couple weeks ago. I probably would re-watch that shit six or seven times a day. Hey. And it didn't disappoint. That's what I'm so happy it's, about. It's here now, baby boy. It's here now. And it didn't hurt me. Like Pokemon did. 
<laughs> that's the show. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get to our picks of the week, and we can get out of here. Uh, my pick of the week is Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Uh, I I'm genuinely very very enamored with that fucking movie. Uh, I've not stopped thinking about it since I saw it. Um, I really I, this is probably going to be my my everything everywhere all at once of this year where it's a movie I saw early and just stuck with me the rest of the year. Um, yeah, it's fucking fantastic. Dad. Please Way go to check go, it out. Marvel for releasing something good. Yeah, Honestly, for real. Like it's about fucking, fucking time. I, seriously. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but I but have, it's universally yeah. praised for a reason. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I have not seen one single person have anything negative to say yeah, about same. that movie. So that's awesome, dude. I can't wait to oh, yeah. hopefully check that out. Um. Austin's pick of the week is Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my pick of the week this week is a band called Sim. Uh, they're a Japanese metalcore band. Uh, they did the most recent intro for the final season of Attack on Titan, the really cool metalcore one. And uh, they're coming to Atlanta. And I saw that today. I'm very excited. They're coming with Dance Gavin Dance, so that's going to be fucking weird. That whole lineup is fucking odd. But I, I can't fucking wait for it. They're a very good band. Sick. All right. Uh, flowing nicely from that into mine. Uh, recently, I've been trying to find new shit to listen to in the gym to get me motivated and to throw heavy shit around. And I've always heard the name Amana Marth thrown around, but I have never personally listened to a lot of their music. And today I made the effort to do so. And holy shit. I have been missing out on some great music. This is straight Viking metal. Um, it's a song called Shield Wall, and it starts out with this really fucking awesome riff and just amazing chorus, dude. I love every bit of it. This is some metal that I will revisit time and time again. Like, I added six songs to different playlists today. It was fucking awesome. That sounds fucking neat, dude. I'm going to I'm gonna have to look into that. That sounds Yeah, it's really good, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, with that said, um, as always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bob Hunting Picks and the Culture Bob family of content. Culture Bob is available on Instagram at culture underscore Bob and on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash Culture Bob. Um, I am available on Twitter at the Man182. On Instagram at bebopman182 and on Twitch at the underscore bebopman. Dylan is available on Twitter at omdizzytv and then on Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube all at omdizzy. Um, last but uh, you know certainly not least, we have Mr. Big Papa himself. Um, he is available on all of the things twitter instagram twitch and tiktok all at big pappy plays um cool last thing uh but certainly not the least uh if you enjoy what we do here uh and uh want to you know help us out in the future uh or even right now consider donating to our patreon uh we've got some really cool stuff going on over there and if you uh if you go and check that out, um, you know, who knows? Who, who knows? 
cool stuff might happen for you. Uh, but yeah, uh, so go check that out. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, so... That's it. That's it. That's the end of the show. We did it. So, yeah. Um, so we're going to get out of here, but until next time, goodbye. <laughs>